0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Suns insider Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball.
0: Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, Oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest
1: Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions
0: for tomorrow.
2: Our weekly visit with Kellen Olson. Normally we do it on Thursdays. It was um, it was an off day for the Phoenix Suns yesterday, so Kellen got a well-deserved off day as well. And then, of course, the news about no, no more off day. No, no off day. No there was no off, off day. day yesterday. We found out about uh, Kevin Durant yesterday. Kellen joining us in studio here. And um, now I, I know what the reaction has been for me. I think I can speak to Gambo as well. For you, now that it's had a chance to settle in a little bit, the the news about Kevin Durant. Your initial reaction has it changed to what it is now? Have you gone through any kind of evolution about this? It, where, where do you sit with this in terms of what it means for the Suns?
0: Uh, not really. I just think it sucks, man. I I was I was sitting there watching it happen and. After he got up and the way that he was moving, I just thought, oh, he's fine. Like, and then when he got scratched, I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, well, the way he was moving, like maybe he's going to miss a couple of games here or whatever. Because like, it was one of those things where you watch the video from the angle that I posted and you see the way he turned that ankle and how it turned, and you think Ugh. that it's pretty, it's pretty tough. But I mean, we see guys kind of tweak, twist an ankle every now and then during games, and they can play through it and it's fine. Like we see that it's, it's the most common injury in basketball is is like twisting your ankle. So I wasn't really leaning too hard any other way. Like I didn't see that and think he was gonna be out for the year or anything like that. I just okay, maybe a couple of games, maybe a week or two and then you get three weeks and then you do the math. And you're like, okay, you get five or ten games with him here in the regular season and then you're and then you're off to the playoffs and it's it's just a different kind of challenge for them. But but I think they're gonna be fine. I think that's everything that uh comes down to the reaction is like, they're going to be fine, but would they have benefited from 10, 12 more games together? Of course, of course they would. That's how the sport works.
1: Yeah, these soft, t- soft, soft tissue injuries are just very common in sports. And yeah. The thing with, with the ankle, like we've gone we went through it yesterday, and it's like there's three different injuries like that, and you're hoping that you get the first one, that's the easiest one, you come back in a couple of days, the second one you're out three weeks, four weeks, and then the third one is the worst, because then you tore two legs, you just don't know until you get in there and look at it. But I think the thing now that you look at is you going to be without him for a long period of time you know can you hold on to a home court advantage can you hold on to a four seed before he got hurt we were talking about Memphis is in shambles maybe you could pass them yeah maybe you could pass Sacramento you've got two games against them but now I, I just wonder if people are thinking the other way instead of can you get past those two teams can you hold off the Clippers and the Warriors that's the way I'm looking at it it's
0: exactly how I'm looking at it too, Gambo, When. Denver kind of just pulled away from everyone, right? Like three months, like three months ago, probably, honestly. It was like two months ago and they just got on this tear. We just started not even talking about like home court throughout the playoffs as like this possibility, right? But if you're able to get to that two seed, you get home court for the first two series, and then if something happens to Denver, you've got home court in the Western Conference Finals, and then if you get to the East and you have it, and then all of a sudden you've had home court this whole time. Even without the one, it's still possible in some kind of ways. But I think that that is more or less out the window. The way that I was describing it on our podcast, Gambo, is that I wasn't ruling out some crazy like sixteen and three, like you know, like fifteen and four kind of finish where they just catch flames with Duran immediately, and then those other teams kind of play five hundred ball. Now it's more about okay. Can can they be 500, slightly above 500 for this time? And can any of those two teams above them fall? And can any of those teams below them not catch fire like we were talking about the Suns in that different kind of way? So you think if the Suns 500, maybe a tick or two better than 500 in their time
2: without Durant, is that enough? Given what we know about the Warriors and their
0: state, the Clippers and their state, do you think that's enough to hold them off? The latter, what you said there, is the most important part. They haven't proven anything to us. Those teams, are you kidding me? Like the Pelicans. Have just been like a mess. They, they, they've just been a mess down there. Like, Dallas is still figuring things out with with Kyrie right now. I think the Warriors started to give us some inclinations that they were kind of figuring it out, but my goodness, their record on the road now? What is it? Seven is and incredible. 20. Seven like, and 26, absolutely. seven and 27. How are you going to be a championship contender you're if you not, can't win on the road? You're and not. I, mean, I don't consider them a championship contender. And my goodness, the Clippers, like, I, I get the idea behind Russell Westbrook, I guess, but, like, I so I just can't. Uh, To not be disrespectful at all, but I just can't take them seriously enough to be the teams that could catch fire to that degree, because that degree of separation we're talking about two, three, four games, you're going to have to catch fire to some extent, because if this Suns team has proven anything this year, it's that, that they can still win games throughout this kind of loss. The stat that I looked up is they've had 10 games this year where their intended starting five was out there, and then I believe it was... 14 or, I'm sorry, 16 other games where they just had four of those starters, where they were missing a starter and they had four of them. So that's 40 other games this year where they've been missing at least two starters, 40, and they have this record. So I think they're going to be fine. It's just a matter of any other team gets hot. And as you can tell, I'm sure as you guys have repeated, like, Gamble, like, I like to Golden State has to play on the road. They can't play the rest of their games at home. No, they just can't.
1: I, I think the Denver. I look at the way teams could defend the Suns with Durant. And yeah. I don't think. I think it's Denver and the Clippers have the ability to defend. Denver could do it with Aaron Gordon and the Clippers with Kawhi and George and Mann. So I, I, I'm looking at it the way they defend. To me, the thing that we're. And Bernsey brought this up yesterday. Like, we knew this was going to be a risk. Like, when he got. We always knew it was going to be. He's got a long injury history. He's 34 and a half years old. He's got a freeze Not built like LeBron. So, the, you know, the question. Is that I went back and looked. The last time that he went through, um, you know, four rounds of playoff basketball, five years ago. Last year was just one round. The year before that was two rounds. The year before that, he didn't play. You got to go back five years, the last time Kevin Durant, because you know in the playoffs, it's every other day. You're playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe you get two days off here and there, but for the most part, you're playing a lot. Can, you know, how worried are we going to be about his ability if he gets back to get through four grinding playoff series, 24, 25 games over two months? Can he, you know, we're going to be worried about it.
0: It is a consistent worry the back of your head but until it happens the entire reason why you did the trade is going to be shown which is that I think with with him, there's this misconception because of the way that he got his two rings, because of him going to the Warriors. There's this like view of him as this postseason performer, in particular. Like, he's just one of the best postseason performers of his generation. Like he's obviously one of the best players of all time, but there are guys at that level who sometimes in the playoffs are, are more hit or miss, right? Like we've seen James Harden, for example, who is one of the best players of his generation without a doubt. But is he good in the playoffs? No, no, he's not. He's not good. Not good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Durant is exceptional. He played Lebr- outplayed LeBron James in the NBA Finals and won Finals MVP. He swept a LeBron James team. Like, it... He did that. Yes, he did it with Stephen Clay and Draymond alongside him, but he was – you guys watched those games just like I did. He was the guy on that team. It was his team at that point. Like, he is that level of performer when he gets everyone healthy around him. I know the Boston sweep happened. I know things like that. But you look at what Milwaukee had to get through to get by him in that Brooklyn series where the toe was on the line. Like, he is a monster in the postseason. And and if they have him healthy, they're the favorites. They got to be. We – yesterday when
2: this news came down, we – and you covered this team – Obviously, with a high degree of scrutiny, and every single day, they say reevaluated in three weeks. Ah, we almost automatically just add another week to that, right? Just because the it's, it's them, right? Are, are we mostly correct in kind of doing that with this team, with this current regime?
0: Yeah, I think so. I, the reporting was interesting. I think Shams having it as two weeks, maybe they're looking at a reevaluation point of two weeks, and then they assume that third week re- reevaluation day is going to come, but maybe that's second reevaluation point, this is just me speculating, could be the, the green light that they get. But yeah, man, I'd, if I had to guess like five and a half over under the amount of regular season games or, or even lower, like three and a half that I would guess that he would play for the rest of the year, like I would probably guess under. There's a back to back in there in that last week. Like I, w- I would probably go under. Uh, I want to ask you this because I asked this to Bernsey yesterday. Take Kevin Durant out.
1: The Suns never trade for Kevin Durant. And you find out that Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson are gone for the rest of the season. You were not thinking that the Suns are going to win a lot of basketball games. So what would be different now, right? Like, like because if if you didn't trade for because you're not going to have Durant for like the rest most of the rest of the regular season, mm-hmm. likely. If you never traded for him, it, it, this is almost like and you don't now you don't have McHale and Cam. You're playing with Torrey Craig. You're playing with Josh Cogie. You just wonder like how how well could they have done if they didn't have Cam and McHale? And it's the same thing here. You know, like how, without. Without KD, it's not like you've got Cam, Mikhail, and Jay coming into play. They're not. So you do question, like, how is this a 500 team the rest of the way?
0: Maybe that, maybe a little bit better. Um, if, if Books moving the way that he is and looks as fresh as he does, I, I think they're going to be fine in, in that regard, especially with the form that he's found right now, especially with the Kings coming up on the schedule. He, he has killed the Kings in the first two games uh, of the season so far. I think he's shooting like some like 60%. I mean, he's shooting 60% right now or something like that in the last four games. As long as they have him there, okay. I think obviously, I'm sure as you guys have talked about the last few days, like DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, if they show up and play to their level, they're going to be more than fine. Like they could win a whole lot of games. But if they have Devin Booker, like, Book's capable of doing the superstar thing here for two to three weeks and keeping his team afloat here will, until Durant gets back. I think he's capable of In that. In some ways,
2: he becomes very much the key guy. Okay, I, I know um, th- th- I, th- this is an interesting timing, to say the least, but you were able to do a one-on-one with Kevin Durant, and you've, you're working on polishing up a really, what's going to be a great story that's going to drop at ArizonaSports.com on Monday. Yeah, Tell I talk to
0: him, yeah t- so I talked to him on Tuesday before the injury, so the timing here is kind of weird and it's kind of unfortunate but uh the story is is about prince george's county which is a county that borders washington dc it's where kevin durant was was raised it's where monty williams was raised it's where jared jack was raised as an assistant coach that's the head coach and it's just about their bond there with PG County and just getting to know a little bit more about Kevin Durant as a person. He was very gracious with the time to give me a couple of minutes to talk to him just about PG County. And if you're unfamiliar with PG County, it is like this basketball bedrock in a way where it's a population of under a million people, but the players that have come out of there from both the NBA and the WNBA, you're talking about Len Bias, Adrian Danley, Michael Beasley, Durant, Williams. Wow. Len J- Bias Jarrett, came out of there, huh? Yeah, Adrian Danley, Danny Ferry came out of there. Danny you can look Ferry, at Ty Lawson, wow. Jeff Green. Like, they've gotten so many products out of there and it's just a really curious story as to like the why right and like what gets into that and a, a lot of what Jared Jack talked to me about there but like the clip that you have in front of you like it's part of Kevin Durant talking about that too.
2: Everybody says their, their town is unique but you know once you go there it's a you know it's a certain accent we talk with. It's a certain <laughs> walk we have and like you can hear it from a mile away and it's like whenever I say see anybody around the country was, you know from the DMV area it's like we always have to connect you know so so <laughs> Being a nation's capital um, and you know, being a town full of politics and then we got that other side of us, it's just like, it's a unique balance, unique dynamic and, you know, so to see people from my area succeeding like this is always sweet and then to do it together is even better. Cool. And
0: that, Yeah, and that M part of what he's talking about, that's more of the focus of the story. It's the first time Kevin Durant's been traded, first time he's changed teams mid-season so those kind of bonds help. Gambo, when you hear that New York accent, I'm sure you're like, where is that from? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you have the same kind of thing where you're from, right? Yeah. I mean, I I would beat him the other day. He's like, you're, you're from the yeah, yes, the way I <laughs> certain yeah, the way we talk. I, I
1: I get it, but like I can't wait to hear that because like Len Bias. I mean, Len Bias was the number two overall. You may not know oh. this. He was oh, the number
0: two overall pick when, in the draft. phenomenal talent. Like he would have been an all-timer. He he, he would have kept the Celtics dynasty going.
1: Yeah, like yeah. he was the number two. He was an unbelievable player at Maryland. Number two overall pick in the draft, and then he died. And um, so I yeah, that that's interesting. All those great players came from that area. I'm
2: fascinated by that. It's good stuff. Can't wait to read it. Drops on Monday, right? Monday morning, yeah. Monday morning, ArizonaSports.com. Kellen, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks, Thanks for coming guys. in. And, and it would, when the whole interview didn't say anything about that sweatshirt you're
0: wearing there. Go Just Bobcats, like, baby. Come oh, on! Two years in a row. Yeah, they right.
2: eliminated the Lumberjacks. They oh. would have been the worst tournament team of all time at MontanaState.com. Anyway, no fair anyway. tale for they you, eliminated baby. eliminated who? <laughs> the Lumberjacks. <laughs> call them whatever you want.